What is up, everybody? Welcome to Ben's Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on this beautiful Sunday night to bring you the 20th week of the Fantasy Basketball Preview. Holy shit, Noah, does this mean we're, like, coming up on, like, 50 of these things total? Woo-wee. It, uh... Does not feel like it, Colin, but I, I do believe we are approaching fifty episodes. That uh that seems crazy, Colin. Right? That's that's two solid years of work, think about that. Just saying. Wow. I don't know, the fellas have been hard at it. work, blood, sweat, tears put in the lab. What it do, baby. What it do? You know, I think I think it was Kanye, Colin. I've been watching the Kanye doc. I think he said, you know, spend three spend three summers uh, making five beats every day. You can be like Kanye West. Well, you know, yeah. you spend. He says, 40 he says weeks that line in every spaceship. Sunday making a fantasy basketball write up. You can be like Colin and I. So we just got another year, is what you're saying? And then yeah. Jay Z is gonna pick us up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, do you think we could become the first exclusive basketball podcast on a uh, what are the fuck Jay-Z's? Title. Yeah, title. We should go for <laughs> I think that. Our viewers, I think our listenership would drop. Would decrease. I bet it would. <laughs> <laughs> if title comes calling, though, I uh, I apologize to you all. We will be the first exclusive fantasy basketball podcast to title. <laughs> hey, we're back, chasers, guys. You got to respect it. Come on. I, why not? No, speaking of uh, nothing that you just said, actually, but I, I actually was able to see you again this weekend. Uh, that is true, Colin. I was up. I was uh, up in the windy city this weekend. <laughs> windy it friends, was. Seeing some friends. Saw you. Um, I know we didn't get to spend as much time together as we would have liked to, Colin. But I know. you know, I'm just a popular man. I got a lot of. I got a lot of dude, friends. Uh, you had, you know, no brag. S- Schedule, dude. Your itinerary was nuts. That I I was able to sit down with you for fifteen minutes one one on one. Thing got cut down to twelve. Yeah, popular guy. But Colin, uh, as you know, we were enjoying enjoying the nice weather on the Saturday uh, afternoon. You know, drinking some Millers, watching IU lose to Purdue. Yeah, um, let me say this really quickly. I did not think that IU would put up as much of a fight as they did. So I. Despite how shitty that game ended, I I'm okay with it. Yeah, so am I. It is what it is at this point. Like, at least I'm yeah. not gonna like torture myself twice a week now, Colin, <laughs> with watching yeah. more IU games. <laughs> Seriously, I can't think of another team that is just so intoxicating to watch. No, that's not the right word. So toxic, so toxic to my <laughs> mental well-being to watch. <laughs> But oh, yes, so Colin, we were we were drinking brews, watching IU. I had to leave your apartment. Um, you know, I went, got Chipotle, Obviously. came back, sat around for a while, and then I went to go see the new Batman film at 8 p.m. Con. And as I walked down the magnificent mile stretch of Chicago, uh, you know, mile, saw the two close, saw the two, uh, <laughs> saw the two surviving buildings from the Chicago fire. Uh, oh. It started to sprinkle a little bit, Colin, and, you know, I was thinking, fine. I, I went yeah. to the Batman movie, saw it, fantastic film, by the way. Uh, please oh, go I saw see it, too. It. So good. So good. Uh, as we walk home, Colin, it's about a 17-minute walk home, and we are 11 minutes into this walk home. 
just walking down the street, everything's fine, not raining, no wind. And as we turn one corner, Colin, the wind picks up so heavily that I saw an old woman almost get blown away by it. <laughs> uh, it starts spewing, it starts shitting rain. Uh, it was terrible, Colin. And I am, uh, you know, God blessed me with many things in this world, Colin, especially, uh, you know, my, my analysis and way of thinking about basketball. It's one mm-hmm. of God's many gifts he gave to me. And one of the worst things God gave to me, Colin, was yeah. poor eyesight. Um, he did give that to you. I'm a blind, blind man, Colin, and I do not enjoy wearing <laughs> contacts because I do not enjoy touching my eye like that. Uh, so I am a, I am a glasses, I, I'm a glasses man, Colin. I'm a slave to this piece, this piece of plastic <laughs> that I wear over my eyes to guide me through this very stick world, Colin. And you know, my friend Dan and I, we say, all right, we'll just wait it out. We we sit in this little cove. Uh, with a revolving door, just waiting for this wind and rain to stop so we can run the last six minutes home. And we're we're fine. We're enjoying ourselves. We're talking about right. Batman. And then two sketchy fellows walk up, Colin. I'm already a very anxious. You know, I think the worst in people, Colin. I'm sorry. That's just yeah, how I view random people in the world. I'm a very anxious person. You thought um, I was a piece of shit fellas. before you met me. And then you confirmed <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a vibe reader, Colin. I go off the vibe of, you know, people, oh, public check. situations. Yeah, yeah, big times. And these two fellows were just sketching me out, you know, they were asking what brand my phone was, if I knew who Tanisha was, and I was just a bit uncomfortable in yeah. my um, in my enclosure, and I said, Dan, let's just run home, like, let's just do it, we're six minutes away. Colin, we start running down the road, a gigantic gust of wind picks up and blows my glasses off my face, Colin. <laughs> It felt like Velma and Scooby-Doo, where she's, like, hands and knees on the ground, trying to grab her glasses because she can't see. And as I'm sprinting after my glasses, Colin, they land in a puddle on the street. I'm going, oh, thank God. I go to pick them up, Colin. The wind blows them a little further, right in front of a Ford F-150. Of course it was an F-150. (laughs) And the Ford F-150 proceeds to absolutely mangle my glasses right in half. Um, I just oh. got done viewing Batman, like I said, Con, and it was pouring rain. Chicago felt like God. Yeah. Chicago felt like Gotham at that moment. I look up to the sky and just scream, "Why me?" Uh, that, it really could have. It could have been my Joker origin story, Con. Wait, all right. Couple things that I need to unpack there. Could you see the car drive over your glasses? Yes. Because I was like a foot away from the car. <laughs> okay. There's a there's us. another universe con where I go I get desperate enough to save my glasses <laughs> and I am the one ran over by the F one fifty. So the F one fifty was not stopping. No. Uh, as you know, Colin, Chicago drivers stop for absolutely nothing. Okay. Yeah. No, you uh you have to put the fear of God in them when you're crossing the street. Because if you don't, they're just gonna keep going. Everyone in Chicago, too, you know, like, every pedestrian who's walking is looking for any chance to get hit by a car and cop a bag, yeah. so. Um, yeah. But yeah, Colin, that happened to me. I then Excuse proceeded to spend around the next 18 hours of my time in Chicago. <laughs> um, absolutely glasses You know, I had aspirations, plans of going out later that night to the bars. That was cut in half when I get home blind and soaking wet. Um, yeah, you know, it really made me appreciate glasses, Colin. Yeah, as 
The entire car ride home call, and I was not the one driving, but I was sitting in the passenger seat absolutely blind as a bat. Could you even, like, go on your phone? Yeah, I can see, I can see, like, I can see decently within, like, a 10 to 15 foot radius around Okay, so you're near... You get to to 16 feet, I'm seeing nothing but blurs. (laughs) Oh... I uh I, I like that you can laugh in your own misery because it's a very funny story and I'm I'm glad we could open with this instead of uh <laughs> our our IU basketball misery. Oh. All right. Oh wait, but something you said. They uh they filmed like a third of uh the Batman in Chicago. So mm. that might actually the uh there's a a train stop that I actually get to pretty frequently. That the opening scene is filmed at. No, I'm not that's not trying to spoil sick. anything. Is that I was I saw that and I was like that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, they use uh, I I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, the building that he jumps off of at one point is the Chicago Stock Exchange. Wow. Yeah. Pretty sick, right? The more you know. That's that's actually really cool. I know, which I also walk by all the time. Yes, yeah, so I think it was it was filmed in New York, Chicago, and Liverpool. Were like the three different cities that they used. Makes sense. All right, uh, I don't know. Fantastic movie though. Fantastic. Gotta love me. Gotta love the windy city, baby. Happy to have you, and uh, you'll, you'll <laughs> be back up in two weeks, right? Yes, to lose another my new pair of glasses that will be getting here Ooh, next week, just in time. Perfect, perfect. All right. Well, I hope that I can be the one to knock them off this time. <laughs> <laughs> that is my goal. Uh, all right. No, let, let's talk basketball. I mean, why not? That's I guess why the people are here. Uh, no, actually, I got some time today. I sat down and I I watched a ton of NBA today. Got to see JT drop 54 for my fantasy team today. That was a nice feeling. That was just a nice feeling. That is, Colin, you officially locked up the first seed. Uh, Today was the last week of the regular season in our points league. You are officially the first seed with a regular season record of 16-3. and I I clawed my way back, Colin, from a 500 season halfway through uh, the year. Finished at the second seed with a record of 13-6. and Uh, you and I received bye weeks, and Colin, we're in for a spicy one in categories. Um, I know. After this week, I will be going up one category. I'll have 98 categories one. You'll have 97-1. Uh, going into the last week of the regular season, Colin, you nervous? So, let me say this. On Thursday in the cat, I was down 1-8, and I clawed back wow. to a 4-5, so I, I take that Every day of the week, except maybe Monday, Tuesday, uh, I still had some hope. But, yeah, so I, I can hold on to the – wait, what did you finish this week? I went I went into the day up 7-2. I finished this week 5-4, me. No, you finished 6-3. Oh, let's go. I'm up two games now. So I will have a half game lead on you. Whew. Feeling good. What it do, what it do, yeah. No, it's it's getting real spicy. Uh, this is a this is the time of year where you know I I think people really 
start to pay attention as much as we do to how to doctor your fantasy team. And so that's, I'm excited for like these kinds of episodes where I know that people are actually going to be looking at the schedule and saying, okay, like how do I plan out for the week what my moves are going to be, who's going to be out these days, because come playoff time, you got to do it. you got to mm-hmm. maximize everything you can. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, also, Drew Holiday, I, I just got to say this. I It's been a couple weeks since I've watched a Bucks game. Uh, that guy, I don't know if he's underrated, but the way that he handles that offense and runs that offense is so fantastic. He's such a good player. He's so smart on defense. The reads he can make and then his shot, it's a nice shot. It's a very nice shot. And it's just, you know, at the end of the game, Middleton hit some big shots. But just as a neutral fan, I was kind of cheering for the Bucks, And I was wanting Holiday to take those shots. Giannis was out with foul trouble, and so it was up to those two to kind of make the push back over the uh, Chris Paulist Suns. And Holiday came up with like 15 points or something in the fourth quarter. It's uh, it's a scary team, dude. It's such a scary team. I'm very happy that I have a championship wager on them. Very happy. All right. That's, I just had to say that. Now, let us get into the schedule analysis for this week. No, incredibly cut and dry. Incredibly. We have... Pretty much every team. Wait, am I reading this right? We've got 11 teams with four games and 14 teams with three games. Do we have five teams taking the week off? Uh, no, we actually have 16 teams playing four games. Ah, uh, okay, there it is. Our editor is just terrible. Yeah, Jesus. Fired. All right, uh, we'll we'll talk with the higher ups after the show about who could have done this. All right. We, we've got six, a blind man. It's <laughs> a very, very blind man typing. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> half the league's playing four, half the league's playing three. You got Atlanta, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Golden State, Houston, both LA teams, Miami, Minnesota, Pelicans, Knicks, Orlando, Phoenix, San Antonio, and Utah playing 16, everybody else playing 14. So pretty cut and dry from there. That is is pretty cordial. There's nobody that really stands out there, nobody that's going to bone you, and then nobody who's really lifting you up. Tell me about mm-hmm. the number of teams playing each day. Yeah, pretty balanced week we're looking at this week, Con. We have 16 teams playing on Monday, 12 on Tuesday, 24 on Wednesday, 4 playing on Thursday, 20 on Friday, 14 on Saturday, and 16 on Sunday. Um, as you know, Colin and I kind of run through the schedule at this point just because uh, if you really want to get deep into the schedules, um, I would suggest going and looking at a Reddit post, Reddit post where you can see all of this actually written down. And, you know, you actually do – if you if you're focused on the schedule this week, you do actually need to, like, actually look at it in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, just sit down and mark what days you're actually going to need and just go through all that. Uh, but back-to-backs, Colin, on Monday, Tuesday, we're looking at Golden State. Tuesday, Wednesday, we have Charlotte, the Clippers, Milwaukee, New Orleans, OKC, Orlando, and Phoenix. Wednesday, Thursday, we have Denver. Thursday, Friday, we have no back-to-backs. So Thursday already being a low, the lowest volume game day of the week and no teams having a back-to-back on Thursday, Friday. That's important. 
uh, Friday, Saturday, we're looking at Cleveland, Miami, Minnesota, San Antonio, Toronto, Utah, Washington. Saturday, Sunday, we're looking at the Pacers. And then Sunday, Monday, we're looking at Atlanta, Clippers, L.A., uh, the Lakers, OKC, and Philly. Uh, these Sunday, Monday, back-to-back scoring are actually pretty important now. They're going to be huge. How we're, in, we're in playoffs and beyond. So, you know, picking up a guy from one of these five teams on Sunday and getting them for your new matchup on Monday if you win is very important. So um, Low-volume game days, we're looking at Tuesday with six games and Thursday with two games. And teams who play on these low-volume game days... Uh, we're looking at the Nets, who have three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Uh, we're looking at the Golden State Warriors, who have four games on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And then we're looking at the Nuggets, who have a Monday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday game. So uh, keep those teams in mind. I like it. I like it a lot. The uh, The Nets, to me, are still a, a very – Nets and Warriors, honestly, very prime for picking guys up. I know Katie is back – Back in action, he dropped 36 today. He looked real nice. Is the Nets game on Sunday a home game or is it an away game? It's important to ask for them, honestly. I do not know, but I can look that up. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's a home game. They're playing the oh. Knicks at home. So that means no Kyrie. No Kyrie. No Kyrie. So the Nets are, you know, and no Simmons. There's going to be some streamable guys on the Nets. Uh, Aldridge has looked pretty nice mm-hmm. these last couple weeks. I, I've liked what he's been showing out with, but I don't think that takes away from other bench players on that team doing something. Yeah, I agree. Where do you see it? It's really quick. Dragic's value right now. Today he posted... Seven point six boards, one assist. He was uh, one for two from three. Fourteen fantasy points. Like, do you think we can ever expect him to be a viable option? Uh, at this point, probably not, because they're gonna work him up slowly. You know, the guy didn't play mm-hmm. the majority of the year. I'm, I'm sure. You, I'm. A, I'm sure he was keeping in shape, but you know, just playing at actual NBA level pace is uh, a little different than just conditioning, but. Um, you know, I see him, him and Patty Mills just kind of as the bench guards. You know, Patty Mills has um, a bit more value, I say, would say, than Jodrick at this point just because of the three-point opportunities Patty gets uh, being the better shooter. But Jodrick definitely has a role as being a, the playmaking guard off that bench con. But I can't really ever see him getting more than 20 or so minutes a night. Agreed. Agreed. I get that. Alrighty. Well, that's not a dude we're writing about, but it's a dude we're talking about. Why don't we get into dudes, fellas, that we're writing about this week? Number one on the list. No, I mean, this is a guy who there's always chatter around him. It's campaign, 51% on Yahoo, 10 on ESPN. The Chris Paul absence has to be the reason he's here, right? Yes. Um, it seems it's still pretty shocking to me. Calling the campaign is only 51% roster on Yahoo leagues at this point, but yeah. you know, I guess we're here. Uh, campaign looks to have, looks to be set. Calling to have a huge finish to this this season. Uh, now he's finally fully healthy. Campaign missed almost six weeks with a wrist injury. Calling from like the last week of January to the first week of March, but while he was out uh, recovering, con Chris Paul suffered a thumb injury that's likely to keep him out for the rest of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And Devin Booker just entered health and safety protocols last week, con which has kept him out of the Suns' last two games. 
Um, this basically catapulted campaign into playing a pretty major role on this team as a lead playmaker. Um, in his first game back on in a Suns like twenty point blowout, he had five points and two steals in twenty minutes. Uh, but then he followed that up with a seventeen point sixteen assist game in thirty two minutes against the Knicks. Um, a bit of a closer game where campaign got to play more minutes and with how many minutes campaign is about to play con um he should be rostered um like i think he is the must-have pickup for the rest of the season and yeah. even when Parker comes back um there's going to still be plenty of opportunity for campaign um especially in just assists because that sun's team is based off of a chris paul system con and yeah a chris paul system is a good system for most point guards to excel in uh getting assists yeah, I mean, we've we've said it so many times on this podcast, but the Suns, in my mind, are just the most well-built team in the NBA in terms of every single dude playing their role so well. So, well, obviously, Chris Paul is a, a top three point guard in the NBA. Inserting anybody into that is just going to allow them to flourish. I mean, mm-hmm. I watched campaign play campaign. Can't play blame. on the bull. Can't blame. Yeah, it's I it's saying his name Can't fast. Play you know. campaign. <laughs> Seriously, uh, campaign against campaign. That was a that was a subreddit on the Bulls. I made that post. <laughs> I said campaign against campaign because it was terrible. It, it sucked. It sucked. And obviously, he's developed as a player. And all hats off to him for doing what he's done because he was definitely made a fool of by NBA Twitter for a while there. But I think that this is a system that anybody who steps into it is going to do well, and campaign just happens to be that guy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am a big fan of picking up campaign this week. Um, I'm actually the, – the three guys we wrote about this week, on I think, like, could be your three pickups for – three of your pickups for the week, and they cover, like, most of the categories you want. Um, campaign – here, recovering the assists helps you in a little bit in steals. Uh, this next guy, Reggie Bullock, who we wrote about like three weeks ago, con 27% roster on yeah. Yahoo, 5% roster on ESPN. Uh, like I said, we wrote about him a couple weeks ago, and since then, con he's done nothing but played extremely solid for this rising Mavs team. Um, the Mavs have just been on a tear, con ever since yeah. really Tim Hardaway went out and Bullock got to enter the starting lineup. Uh, they've been playing extremely well. They're looking scary going into the playoffs, con. Um, you know, just fig- I think they're figuring it out a little more. Luca's been playing. Luca since uh, All Star break con has been averaging thirty five, seven and eight. Is that decent? Might be half decent. Uh, All right. In Bullock's last fourteen games con, he's averaged he scored double digits in thirteen out of those fourteen games. He's averaging fourteen and a half points, four rebounds, one point two steals, and one point one assists. Uh, the juiciest part here, con is that Bullock's been averaging 3.7 three-pointers made over those last 14 games. Uh, you know, 3.7 three-pointers <laughs> made per game gone. He plays three games a week. That's 10 threes for you from one guy. That's... Some people might think that's kind of decent. Yeah. We're, uh, w- what do you put your number at generally? And it's kind of different based on what you're punting and what you're not. Of Here's my three-pointers that should win me the week? Um, it, it really depends just like on who you're playing and like, right. Um, I'm just saying like on average, team. but like getting 10 out of a guy con is like 
just getting ten out of one guy is probably like one one fifth, one sixth, one fourth of your three pointers made for the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'll tell out you, of a fringe, this, out of yeah. a out of a waiver wire pickup kind of guy. This, so this is the way that I look at it. I think, in, depending on who I'm playing, it could be different. But see the average opponent, I think, if you can get sixty threes in a week, you're gonna do pretty solid. You're gonna win more times than you lose. And so, for mm-hmm. one guy to be getting ten that you can just pick that's up huge. right now, that's so massive. That's so massive. And then especially, I mean, you know, you put it in the context of, okay, it's playoff time. You know, you're only playing the best teams. Let's bump it up a little bit. Let's call it 65-70. Again, depending on who you're playing. That's still so massive. And then you need that edge. You have to do yep. something. You have to level up. And it's just, it's right there. And then depending yep. on your points league, I mean, I know the way that our points league set up, there's nothing more efficient than making a three-point shot. I think it Mm-hmm. Grant told you like seven points on every single three, which might be a little bit broken. But if other people have their league set up that way, you know, that's mm-hmm. twenty three points alone off of those shots. Yeah, uh, pick up pick up Reggie Bullock. Uh, he he is playing very solid right now. Uh, he's playing. I I think I call, I think I, I was a big fan of this uh, pickup during the off season, Colin. And he's finally yeah, you were. You know, I think living up to what the Mavs uh, were thinking he could do for this team. And while they're playing well, Reggie Bullock's going to be playing well. And with Luca playing the way he is right now, Reggie Bullock's finding a lot of open threes for himself. Um, yeah. Last guy, Colin. Then we can read the waiver wire pickups. And I have just a little ending segment that I can do for us. Um, no, I actually I've got a, a a you know bonus for the listeners. Fourth guy, actually. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it first. You, you want to hear this one first? All right. Bonus guy for the week. Uh, happened tonight. Audio the Cavs exclusive. Game. Audio exclusive, baby. Yeah, hey. For all you, you dedicated benchies out there. Do we have benchies or are they chatteries? Chatterers. Probably mm. chat. You know, we're all just the bench mob. Yeah. Yeah, we're the... That's the Bench mobsters? That's the Little mobsters? Podcast. They have... But they have Barstool oh, no. bench mob. Yeah, Are they going to sue us? They might, dude. Honestly, though, that would be good for us. That would be such good pub. If you <laughs> got sued by Barstool, that I, oh, you're telling me the ratings wouldn't fly off the roof, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you thought. Uh, we'll let the benchers figure it out. If you've made it to this point in the show, let Noah and I know what you would like to be referred to as. You can follow us on Twitter yes. at Bench underscore Chatter. Uh, <laughs> tonight during the Cavs game, Jared Allen fractured his finger and is out indefinitely. Yeah. Ugh. Tough look. Tough look. I'm not excited about it at all. I really like this Cavs team. But, and I don't have the Yahoo numbers, Kevin Love is 28.5% rostered on ESPN. He has been... An incredibly solid contributor throughout the season. I, I'm not quite certain why he's that lowly rostered. I, I assume if you were to go on Yahoo, it might be a touch higher, but probably around the 60-70% mark. But in his last four games, he's been averaging about 33 points. And now, without Jared Allen, I mean, the minutes are there. He played 30 minutes for the first time in the last 10 games tonight. 
He finished the night with 15 points, 9 boards, 1 assist, 33 fantasy points. He's generally just a real efficient dude from the field. You know, tonight he was uh, 4 of 8 from the field. He's a great free throw shooter, and he gets out and he stretches the floor. You know, he's going to hit the threes. He's going to board, you know. Despite where Evan Mobley's at, what Jarrett Allen did for rebounding for that team Mm-hmm. needs to be made up somewhere and Kevin yes. Love you know I think we kind of forget about it for a good five year span he was a top three rebounder in the NBA you know I know he's definitely out of his prime but this dude can still get boards there's no two yep. ways about that he is one of the most like if you're a if you're an up and coming big man con watching Kevin Love like box out highlights is just one of the most, I think, fundamental things you could do because he's just an absolute monster. He gets rebounds, Con, just by very smart positioning and just being a gigantic mm-hmm. body that knows how to box out. Um, you know, it's not all just athleticism. Like, re- the reason Dennis Rodman was so good at rebounding, Con, wasn't because he was the biggest or, like, he, you know, used his pure athleticism. Yeah. Because he knew how the ball was coming off the rim and he was just aggressive as fuck. Um, and that's kind of how Kevin Love is. Yeah. And he can gobble boards still, Con. If there's. Two things he can do pretty well still, which is shoot threes and gobble boards. Think about this, Noah. Kevin Love for a big man. He's only 6'8", and he had a season where he averaged 15.2 boards a game. Yep. Wow. I'd like to know, like, guys who have averaged 14-plus boards in a season, is he the shortest ever? I don't know. Rodman's actually not that tall. He might be the shortest 6'8 guy I've ever seen. I'm seriously. All right, Rodman was six seven, so, so yeah. Oh my God, Rodman's numbers are f- absurd too. Rodman led the league six years in a row in rebounds per game, and the lowest he ever dipped was fourteen nine, and he had a year on the Pistons where he averaged eighteen point seven rebounds. That's insane. That's insane. That it's absurd. Yeah. Um, wow. Sorry to go off on that tangent, but I just think there's so much value in Kevin Love right now. You know, that team needs his veteran leadership to get to this mm-hmm. level. You know, he's really the only guy on that team. You know, they have Rondo now, but, you know, he you acquired him halfway through the season. He's been flirting with injuries, mm-hmm. too. Kevin Love's your anchor in that locker room, I just I have to assume. And so having Longest him out the floor. Calf. Yeah. I mean, you, you forget now, Noah, Kevin Love has been there eight years. Yeah. He's been on the Cavs longer than he was at Minnesota. That's crazy. It's it's absurd to think about because you kind of like, once the LeBron era ended in Cleveland, you know, just kind of in my mind, the Kevin Love era ended too, and then he was out for a while there. But he's just stayed so steady. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of value in Kevin Love. Um you know, roster percent wise, is he as friendly as some of these guys? Definitely not. But I, I just think it. You have to have him now. I think it is a must yeah. pick up and hold. Yeah, I like that. Um, last guy, Con Isaiah Roby. We can go through him quickly. Thirty-seven percent mm-hmm. roster on Yahoo. Seven percent roster on ESPN. Um, teams like the Thunder are always an awesome source of late season fantasy value, Con, as they tend to just let young guys play a ton of minutes because the Thunder are trying to lose. Um, Thunder are kind of banged up right now. Uh, the guy who was taking most of Roby's minutes, Jeremiah Robson Earl, 
Um, I think back in February, fractured his metatarsal. Um, he's probably not going to play the rest of the season. Uh, Giddy out for two more weeks, Colin. This, the Thunder just banged up. Uh, it's coming at a good time for Roby. Um, he's climbed into a pretty large role within the Thunder these last couple weeks. Over his last six games, he's averaging 15 points, 7.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists, and 1.7 steals in around 30 minutes a night. Um, he had a 26-point game against Denver last week and a 21.10 rebound game against the Timberwolves last week. Um, you know, he, he he can just be your source of big man stats this week. That's why I, I like the dudes that I wrote about this week, Con, because campaign can get you the assists, Reggie Bullock gets you the threes, and Isaiah Roby gets you your big man stats. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty pretty decent little trio right there. Yeah, I like it. Isaiah Roby was a guy we were really big on last year as a pickup. Uh, and he's faltered a little bit in uh, just minutes played per game this year with the Thunder trying to figure out who they need going forward. Um, but he was always just such a solid pickup last year. And now if he's actually getting those minutes that he was getting last year, I, I think this is a great call. Yeah. Um, yeah, Isaiah Roby. Pick him up this week. Give him a chance. He plays the Timberwolves against us again this week, so he could have another big game. Um oui. Lastly, Colin, waiver wire pickups. Um, I have a little segment after, so you know okay. I don't have anything to say about these waiver wire pickups. The guys we've talked about before. Um, so just send us through that list real quick, Colin. All right, yeah. Uh, Kaminga out of Porter Jr. GP two, aka the Mitten. Kavon Looney, Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Trey Mann, Isaiah Jackson, Shumo Kiki, Jalen Smith, uh, Alexei Pukachevsky, Lonnie Walker, Jalen Suggs, Trey Mann, Drew Eubanks. Ooh, actually, no, I don't. I don't know. Eubanks, 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 Eubanks. Okay, I was right. Aaron Holiday. Yeah, I thought so, and I was like, let me let me double check. Aaron Holiday, Malik Beasley, Dante Divincenzo, Trendon Watford, Dorian Finney-Smith, Demarcus Cousins, Jared Vanderbilt, Markel Fultz, Gabe Vincent, and on page three, O'Shea Brissett. Yeah, waiver wire pickups. You know how it is. Go get those guys. Um, last little segment, Colin, before you let these listeners go. Um, this guy just made a Reddit article today on the Fantasy B-Ball subreddit called It's Time to Drop These Players. I saw this, and too. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. It's it's by a Redditor named DoubleAntEater228. Uh, thank you for your contribution. Um, I agree with most of this, Colin. Let me know if you disagree, but it's time to drop these players. Uh, Chris Paul. Goes without saying, Colin won't be back for the regular season. Still out six weeks at the most. Um, drop Chris Paul. Uh, Jamal Murray, if you're still holding on to him, drop him. Um, not close yes, to coming back. Happened. We really haven't been receiving any Jamal Murray updates. No, um, I won't play I meaningful said it last enough week. for fantasy. I said it last week, I think, that because uh, we've got Michael Porter probably coming back, that I was looking for a Jamal update, and he was so obscure. There was like an update last week. Somebody had asked him something, and he was he kind of like deflected, but basically made it sound like he's not coming back, even if they make the playoffs. Yeah, um, sad, but it is the truth. Uh, Dame Lillard, he's not playing again. Drop Dame Lillard. Miles Turner, um, tanking Pacers team who has no incentive to play him. Drop Miles Turner. Um, Caruso, who was kind of a fringe hold on to already, Colin. Yeah, but, definitely um, in the cat leagues, know, but. Yeah. You, you you can find more at this point for Caruso, who is still maybe a week away from coming back. Um, yeah. Lonzo Ball, drop him. No really updates on Lonzo's oh, injury, no. Con. We know he kind of waited to get that uh, surgery to fix whatever he had going. Um, he I, I don't think he's that close to coming back. 
Um, Sion Williamson. Uh, I, I mean, uh, news happened earlier this week telling that Zion is back with the Pelicans calling, working out. Um, <laughs> okay. But he has to go through multiple stages even even before being eligible to play. Um, I just don't think he's going to be fantasy value. Uh, Paul George, pretty vague update yeah, from him on the from the Clippers side. Doesn't sound close, yeah. Uh, Rashawn Holmes fell off after the Devontae Sabonis trade. Drop him. Uh, Devontae Graham has been basically useless since CJ McCollum arrived. Drop him. Uh, the last guy he wrote was Kobe Whitecon. They said he's been terrible since Levine got back, which is yeah. kind of how it was earlier this season. Uh, yeah, that was. He hasn't been terrible. He's just he's not a hold. You know, there are games where he goes off, but yeah, I. The Bulls fan in me wants that one to not be true, even though I know it probably is. I still think there is value in Kobe White. Like I don't. Really... I like how three of the Bulls guard players were on there. I know, I know. That's so terrible. It yeah, it it's not grand, but also like a week uh, ago yeah. he dropped thirty one six and five. Hey, let's go, Kobe. Like. Uh, and add to that list Jared Allen now because he fractured his finger tonight and is out indefinitely, which sucks so much. I, I, I would say wait a day or two to get an update on Jared Allen. Fair enough. Because with big men, it's so much easier for them to play through fractured fingers than it is a point guard, you True. know? You know, like they could tape it up depending on which finger it is. You know, if it's like... The index finger, you know, you can just kind of tape it to the middle guy, and uh, you know, you're just running around with four fingers, uh, Simpson style. So I, I would wait on Jarrett Allen. Um, yeah. No, if there was one guy on that list that you were to disagree with, who would it be? And y- you can't pick Kobe White. Mm. Probably leaning Caruso then, because I think Caruso, out of all those guys on the list column, is probably the closest to coming back. I like it. I like it. All right, so I was hoping you would say something else, just, uh, you know, as a Miles Turner holder myself. We do have an IR spot. We have an IR spot, so I'm okay with it. But do you, as a Pacers fan, believe there's a chance that Miles Turner comes back this year? Zero. None at all. Uh, especially, especially with how well Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith have been playing. Con, we have, we have no reason to rush him back. We're trying to lose games. That makes sense. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to do besides use him in the the IR spot. So it, you know, if you got it, use it on the whatever chance that he does come back. But yeah, that uh, that one's a bummer. Because when it happened, it was like, oh, he's he'll be back in a couple weeks. And then a couple yeah. weeks went by, and they're like, eh, we'll see. Um, last little note before I do the outro, Con, the, uh, the Showtime Lakers documentary series Ooh. came out. First episode aired tonight on HBO. I have heard um, great I think it's going to be an awesome show, Con. I think I'm going to watch the episode after we get off here. Let's go. Yeah, I know that our uh... – Recurring guest, Mr. Stein, did say that... Yeah, I'll read his quote if he's listening. He said... Oh, nope, wrong quote. He had a lot of quotes, so let's... uh, Yeah, he can calm down a little bit. But he says specifically, the Lakers HBO show is fantastic, and I highly recommend watching it. 
good enough for me. I don't know much about the Showtime Lakers, really, Con. So I'm kind of excited to learn. Yeah, I've uh, I've watched a couple docs on them before. The uh, if, if you've never seen it, there's a three part series about the Lakers and the Celtics in the '80s. Oh yeah, I did see that. So good, so good. I think it was a thirty for thirty, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I actually, I think only one of the episodes was a maybe two of the episodes were about the '80s. Because it, it, it's the whole thing is about the rivalry of the Lakers and Celtics, yeah. and obviously yeah. the '80s were the climax of that. But because I, I think they talk about like the Kobe versus like KG Paul Pierce that uh-huh. era as well. But still, yeah. fantastic Bo documentary. Burnham. Bo Burnham plays Larry Bird in this new show. Con, that's what I'm most excited about. Are you serious? Yeah, I did not know that. Wait, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, uh, fun uh, l- little writer's note about this. So Adam McKay is the producer creator of the show, and John C. Riley obviously plays the main character in it. He he plays um, it's not Genie Bus. But what's his name? Robert. Mm, that doesn't sound right. Rob Bus. No. Oh, God damn it! What is it? Bus. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's why I'm excited to learn. Watch the first episode. Jerry Bus. Jerry Bus. Jerry Bus. Yeah. And uh, it was actually, it was, so it was Will Farrell, who him and Adam McKay had, you know, a production company for 20 years, have made some of our favorite movies ever. This was Will Farrell's dream role, and him and Adam McKay are no longer friends because he didn't cast him. Wow. <laughs> right? Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. I heard that and I was like, "What?" That I, that blew my mind. You know, I know that Adam McKay for a while has been going away from comedy stuff, still making fantastic stuff. I mean, he he's like one of the executive producers on Succession, another great show. But yeah, whew. already know that's that's enough non basketball talk. Why don't you <laughs> send us off? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bench underscore Chatter. Leave us a like. Leave us a rating. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.